but I just want to give honor to Pastor Johnson and our leadership here, uh, allowing uh, me to preach tonight and be with you. And uh, man, y'all look uh, amazing. There's a little empty space, but um, that's all right. We're going to get to it. And um, I'm just thankful. I'm thankful heaven's here tonight. If you didn't know heaven got baptized, did you know that heaven can get baptized? Heaven, she's a she's a, a hyphen, and she just got baptized last Wednesday night, and we are excited about that. I'm excited about that. Um, so good to see you. The next uh, evening, which was hyphen Thursday, uh, she was there, and uh, I'm pumped about the fruit that is coming to our young adults uh, group. Amen. Can I get an, uh, an amen from the young adults? All right, you guys are all sitting over here. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's get to it really quick. Brother Noah's going to help me tonight. I did text him a hefty list of uh, scriptures, and he did text me back and said, I'll be surprised if you get through all of them. And so, uh, <laughs> that was funny to somebody back there. Uh, so, we'll, we'll try to get through all of them. And if we don't, it's perfectly fine. Uh, I know it's a Wednesday night. I know people have come from work and school and uh, children and daycare and all of that. So I'll be as quick as I can. I do believe that God has laid something on my heart. And I want to share that with you tonight in, uh, the, under the umbrella of Elevate. Somebody say Elevate. elevate. Awesome, awesome. So let's, let's read really quick. Um, Noah, Brother Noah, if you can help me. Chapter 28 of Deuteronomy. As you see, uh, we post uh, the elevate and all of that. Deuteronomy 28 is in the left-hand corner just to the bottom. So we want to focus on this scripture tonight. And let's read it. Uh, If you indeed obey the Lord your God and are careful to observe all his commandments. Somebody say all. Somebody say careful. Somebody say today. All right. All his commandments I am giving you today, the Lord your God will elevate you. Somebody say elevate. You above all the nations of the earth. Let's pray really quick. Lift up your hands and your voices just with me. God, tonight I pray that you would anoint me and you would anoint all of us here tonight. I pray that you would just even anoint the people that are watching tonight. Anoint our ears and our our listening, God, our heart, God. I pray that you would allow us to be sensitive and tender to your word. I pray that you would just help me deliver it as you have given it to me. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. Let me open this up here. Awesome. When we think about elevate, um, it's very quick that comes to my mind is, is, is us is, as human beings, right? Everyone wants, everyone wants to be elevated. We do. Um, we want to be elevated in our finances, in our spirit, in our marriage, in our family, in our workplace, in every aspect of life. And, and if I asked for a show of hands, we would all raise our hand and say, yes, I want to elevate in every area of my life, right? Amen? If you don't say amen, it's okay. Just blink. And, what, and I, 
just keep blinking, keep breathing. I'll take that as your amen tonight, all right? Uh, but we want to be elevated, and it's okay to be elevated. But why do we want to be elevated? And why did God say that he would elevate us? And how do we get to the elevation, right? We obey his commandments, amen? We obey his commandments, 732, beautiful. Uh, so verses, verses 1 through 14 are the blessings. I can go, I gave him all of those scriptures. I can go through all of those scriptures. Blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out and blessed in your fields and blessed. We see a lot of blessings from verse 1 through 4. Actually, you see uh, chapter 4 to 28. It's a lot of, a lot of, you know, blessings and curses. But specifically in chapter 28, um, 1 through 4, are scriptures of blessings. Verses 15 through 68 are verses of curses. And they're based off of the opposite, right? Disobedience. Um, so God just, he doesn't want to just curse us, right? I mean, he's not just wanting to curse you just for messing up, right? But he wants you to try and make an effort to be obedient. Amen? Amen? Awesome. But everything is contingent on how we act. Why does God want to bless Israel? Because of Abraham. Because his promise to Abraham. Well, why does he want to bless Abraham? You take it back. Why does he want to bless Abraham? Because of his obedience. A lot of our blessing and the things that we want from God is based off and contingent off of our obedience. Right? It's based off of our obedience. Look at Genesis 22 and 17. I will surely bless you and make your descendants. This is for Abraham. I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sun on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies. And through your offspring, all nations of the earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. Take that to heart for you. Because you have obeyed him, every other nation will be blessed. I think, I think about that while studying and I'm thinking, if I want everyone else to be blessed, then I've got to obey. But if I want to be blessed, I've got to obey. So you kill two birds in one stone when you obey. You not only get a blessing, but all of the other nations around. Why do we want to be elevated? Not just for ourselves. You see Genesis 22, 17 through 18. God doesn't want you to just be elevated. It doesn't stop with you. It's always a progression. My title tonight, just the way that I was thinking, was postured to elevate postured to elevate. And sometimes I think we look at posture on the outside, but tonight I want to look at how we think. How do we posture our mind? How do we posture the way that we think in our framework? And, and what does that, because it looks like, I mean, it looks like I have good posture up here and it looks like you have good posture down there, but do you have good posture up here? Do you believe what the word of God is saying? And do you, do you obey 
what the word of God is saying? Is your posture in alliance with the obedience under God's word and what he has said and what the man of God says? Amen. There's a blessing in obedience. I pointed out, obey, careful, observe, today, commandments. Sometimes we get caught in the big, grand picture of tomorrow, and we forget about today. Amen? We forget he is giving us today. He presents us with the day, today. He'll present us with today, tomorrow. When we wake up, you'll have another today. You'll have another chance to obey. So obey today. Amen. Obey today. We, we, we make it this big, grand thing. And yes, we, we talk about it at the hyphen, with hyphen all the time. Yes, plans to do this and plans to elevate and plans to prosper and all of these great things. But we've got to obey today. Amen. So I realize that this is Old Testament and I know it's a different culture and Deuteronomy and Exodus and the, and the Torah and all of that, but there are still very vital and critical lessons that we can learn from the book of Deuteronomy. There is a covenant in the command. There's a covenant in the command. It's not just, I'm going back, just not God telling us what to do. There is a covenant between you and him when you obey his word. Amen. We can't just pick and choose what's convenient. Principles are the same. All throughout the word of God, principles are the same. All throughout the word of God. Uh, we look at the many references, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna really, I'm, I'm really trying to hurry. Deuteronomy 10 and 17 through 19. There's references in Acts 10 and 34. You see, God is not partial to take no bribe. That's in Deuteronomy 10. Then in Acts, in Acts 10, so Peter opened up his mouth and said, truly I understand that God shows no partiality. Look at the temptation of Jesus in Matthew 4, okay? And the tempter came and said, verse 3, and the tempter came and said to him, if you are the son of man, a son of God, command those stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by the every word that comes from the mouth of God. Thank you, Jesus. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. Deuteronomy 8 and 3, referencing. The, what, is, what does Jesus do? He pulls the scripture. Deuteronomy 8 and 3, and he humbled you and let you hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that ye might make, uh, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but by, but lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Deuteronomy 8 and 3. We look at Matthew 4 and 7. Again, it is written, you shall not put the Lord your God to test. Deuteronomy 6 and 16. He, he's, he's, Quoting from the Bible. Amen? Jesus is. Many references. And we see it. That's why we have the Old and, and New Testament. Amen? So God is posturing us and he's preparing us to be in covenant with him. Uh, 
And he's telling us, what do you do? What do you do? How do you posture? You go to the word. You go to the word. There's three main points that I want to cover tonight, and I'm going to do my best to get it done in 20 minutes, all right? You got, we got 20 minutes to 8 o'clock, all right? But I believe, and God put this on my heart, I believe that we need to posture, be postured to elevate in how we tackle our problems. How we go through our problems. How we interact with people and how we think how did how what's your posture like up here when you think about possibilities I want if you're taking notes I want you to think about that problems people and possibilities problems uh I couldn't help but to think of of Saul because I I begin to think like can can somebody be elevated without obeying the commands Absolutely. Because sometimes we mistake the uh, approval of man for the approval of God. I was having a conversation with my mom and we sometimes that happens because we were talking about we were just talking about the word. We were talking about, you know, tonight and elevating. Sometimes we we mistake that. And Saul, he was, he was from a different tribe. He, they said, hey, we're, you know, you're, you're ahead over everybody. We're going to elevate you. But look at, full circle, look at his disobedience. He had an opportunity to elevate. He had an opportunity to obey. He had many todays. He had many opportunities. He had many um, talks and, and words from the prophet Samuel that he did not obey. Amen? Now you can obey and serve the Lord and you can disobey and serve the Lord. You can even serve in the church. You can even serve in the church. And we're family. I don't have a hammer. This is not a hammer. I remember Pastor Johnson, he said when he was young, it was his first time on a Wednesday night, and he went in and he just hammered on him over back in North Carolina. And brother... Jesse Williams pulled his coattail and said, now, Pastor Johnson, he wasn't Pastor Johnson, but he said, now, you don't go be hammering on them. You know, they're coming home from work and all that. And I remember, so, so I'm not, I'm taking that, I, 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 I'm taking that into consideration, but we are a family. And so God has put this on my heart. Sometimes we can serve with a bad attitude. Sometimes we can serve and murmur and complain and do just like the children of Israel did. Now, when Lindsay, she arrives with a trunk full of groceries, and I'm busy, and she says, Babe, honey, sweet love, will you help me take out the groceries? Now, there's a difference when I go out there with a smile and I am just chipper as ever, and I'm bringing in the groceries. But there is also a difference with me picking up those bags and just having the worst rotten attitude. Now, I am, I am solving a problem, but what I did was I created another problem based off of my attitude. Based off, I, I obeyed, I obeyed. 
And I try to obey. Believe me, I'm a good kid at home. I try to obey, right? But if I have the bad, come on, you husbands. If we have, the, if we have a bad attitude, we just created another problem for ourselves. Not for anybody else, but for us. And so with the, with, when it comes to God, you know, we can come in here and serve, but we're not doing anybody any good, especially ourselves, when we do it with a bad attitude. Amen? God wants us to do it, obey him with a good attitude. Amen? Amen. Amen. Um, I, I do want to bring this up because I do, I love my wife. And um, I love my wife very much. Monday, I'm talking about problems. Monday, I was going through, uh, not, my wife isn't a problem. I was going through personal problems. And, um, and before I left Monday morning, my wife stopped me. And she said, I, I need to pray over you. And I stopped and I was trying to get out of the door. Usually I just get out the door, but no, I'm joking. But that day, Monday, I got prayed over. And because she knew I was going, I was getting ready to, to head into a situation I just really didn't want to deal with. Not even an hour later, I, I'm telling you, that the, like blew my mind. Like I, I did not know that it was going to turn out like, like that. And the reason I'm saying that is because when we're dealing with problems, I think, and I, I am not trying to come in anyone's home. Believe me, I hate when someone tries to come in my home and tell me how to do things. But what I would say is us husbands, it would be wise for us to, to maybe have our wives pray over us. I'm serious. Have your wife pray over you. If you're going through something, have your wife pray over you. Lindsay, she's perfect, okay? Most of the time, all right? But when she prays over me, she is covering me. And I think us husbands would be wise to allow our wives to pray over us, amen? Can I get an amen from the husbands? Awesome, awesome. We can go back uh, to Matthew 4, as I did, and we bring up the word of God, right? We refer to the word of God when we're going through our problems, uh, whether it's temptation, death, people, problems. We go to the word, and, um, and we do it with a good attitude. Amen? All right, so posture to elevate in our problems. Um, but practicing, Ephesians 4 and 15, but practicing the truth in love, we will in all things grow up in Christ who is the head. Amen? All right, a couple of scriptures really quick. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 5. Love is patient, love is kind. It is not, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it, it, it keeps no record of wrongs. First Peter 4 and 8, all above all, love each, each other deeply because love conquers a multitude of sins. I think we need, need love inside of the church and outside of the church. And I want to talk about people because I think we need to change the posture of how we think when we are outside of these 
walls. We have to still exemplify God's love. Even when we're driving or shopping or whatever that looks like in our day-to-day activities. One of the things, one of the campaigns that we have at Hyphen is one in 12, uh, one in 12. We are, our priority at Hyphen is people. We have, these young adults are awesome young adults, but they have reached a, a mountaintop. But every mountaintop is the bottom of the next mountain, okay? So they have another mountain to climb. They have to get, I'm telling you, they have to get one soul in the next 12 months because we are keeping each other accountable. We are keeping each other accountable. I want a double hyphen in the next 12 months. I want our youth to be doubled in the next 12 months. And the way that we do that is we build and we change the way that we think, we change the posture in our mind about how we relate to people and how we we respond to relationships. Some of them work at home. What did I say? I said, go get a Starbucks, go to Chick-fil-A, go to In-N-Out. You cannot stay in your little bubble and be sanctified and work from home and not win anybody. It's a shame, I'm telling you, I am embarrassed. I am embarrassed to be here 20 something years. Alyssa and I share a soul and we share, we share two souls, winning in the Lord. But I've been here 20 something years and I don't have any fresh blood sitting next to me. I don't have any fresh, nobody knew. And you look around here, cameras, you stay up here. But you look around here and we, are ele- we, we, we elevate. We elevate in worship, we elevate in praise, we elevate in finance, we, we elevate on many levels. We need to elevate in people, in reaching, in working on our relationships. Elevate, posture your mind. When I go tonight to Taco Bell, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna work on that person, that young adult. When I go to Chick-fil-A, when I go to Starbucks, go work in Starbucks. You work at home and you make calls at home or whatever, go work at Starbucks, open up your Bible. Even if you ain't reading it, I've created so many conversations, just hey, what's up? To another brother in faith, I'm telling you. Or hey, do I know you? I don't know, sometimes you gotta fib a little bit, right? You create the conversation. I've seen you around before, right? But you're creating a relationship. This is not all about here. It's not all about what we do in here. When we think about the children of Israel and we think about about the army and we think about all of the battles they had to go through, it just made me think about the army of the Lord. Like, Like, we learn when we're younger I'm in the Lord's army. I'm in the Lord's army. Okay, so we learned that. But are we just doing drills in here? Is it just... I mean, seriously. What, like, what land are we conquering? What souls have you conquered? You just come to base camp and just... 
Like, no. And, and I'm not telling you, maybe you don't, don't share this, but I do. And God has placed it like, Castro, like, what are we doing with hyphen? We've been at it for five, six years. Like, where's the new? And I'm glad Victor and, and Gary are here and Eli came and heaven's here. And we're starting to see a little bit of fruit because we've been praying for it. But I want something personal. I want something personal. I want to win somebody. Don't you? I want to win somebody. I want, so, I, want to, I want somebody to make it. I don't want to just be elevated myself. Why do we want to be, be elevated? Why do I, we talk about it with the hyphen? Why have the big car? Why have the big house? Why have the, why? And just come to church and do business as usual and we are not advancing the kingdom of God? We are not advancing the kingdom of God? We say, Wait, the scripture, um, uh, uh, you know, it's a song. We made a song out of it, right? I'm, I'm in the singing right tonight, right? Like a tree that's planted by the water, right? Well, it's, it's somewhere down there. I'm getting ahead of myself. The scripture, right? Jeremiah 17, I believe, right? But you are a tree. I, I'm a tree. I'm going to tell you, use myself. I'm a tree that's planted by the water and I'm not going to be moved, but I ain't got no fruit. And my roots are deep. I love y'all. And I love the hyphen, but, but we need y'all and y'all need us and we need the youth and we need to change the posture in our mind and how we think about the kingdom of God and winning souls and encouraging people and showing people the love of Christ. The hyphen cannot be another generation of Christians just at Revival Church sitting here and going through the motions and trying to advance and elevate and all of the secular things. We have to advance the kingdom of God. So every other nation can be blessed. Amen. Amen. I love pastor. You know why? I don't see them here tonight, but uh, brother John and his wife from the bank, he practices this, practices this. There are fruit here. And there are so many others here tonight that have fruit here. And their fruit has remained. Amen. I just want to encourage us. Like I said, this is, this is me. God has put this on my heart. I want to win one soul. If we focused on one person, we touch a lot. But if we focus on one person, what would that do to our church? What would that do to your faith? What would that do to your family? Amen? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to be quick. People, right? We need, a, we, need a pro, we need to position ourselves and posture the way that we think about people. Somebody say elevate. Awesome. I've lost my, my notes, but let me, let me just share with you a couple of things. Uh, 
We need to think about possibilities differently. We need to think about possibilities. You don't, have, don't put up the pictures yet, but the, the way that we think about what God can do is, is not, I, I'm really praying for revival in our mind. Really, a revival in our mentality of what we think that God can do in us personally. I don't, like I said, and I want y'all to be, keep me accountable. I, I, I really do. I want to be accountable. I tell the hyphen. I can't tell you to, to win somebody if I'm not winning somebody. And so how many remember, I think Brother Zen may have brought it up. Years ago, the, the Chinese, they would, they would whisper around. Maybe Jonathan and maybe Jerry Ann and Lindsay. And they would whisper around and they would say, how many people have you shared the gospel with today? How many people have you talked to? There was accountability, but it was also, there was a, there was a, there's a scarcity of the word of God, right? There's like, there's this hidden, secret, sensitive part of the word of God. And, and they, some of them can't still be open about the gospel, but their, their um, challenge and their passion. And they, they whisper and they go, I remember this clear as day. They, how many people have you talked to about the gospel? Oh, I got five. Oh, man, I got three. And I'm telling you because I want you all to be, keep me accountable. And I want to keep you accountable. We are family. We are family. And there's love and hate in the family. I mean, hey. I mean, I love you all. And then sometimes, you know, I love you all. But, you know. Uh, we, we need to grow this family. That's what the Lord said. He said, he said it's, it's better to win a soul than to have a, have a physical baby. I mean, that's what the Bible said. The Lord didn't say that, but the Bible says that, right? Um, and we, we talked about that in Thrive, right? Um, but I do want you to, I want us to think about elevating our posture in the possibilities. If God gave you the idea if God gave you the dream, if God gave you the thought, then he's going to supply it. You know, the children of Israel, they went in and they looked at the land and they said, you know, some theologians, they say, well, it, the, 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 the land was, was huge and big and the fruits and all of that, right? But the land devoured the inhabitants. Some theologians say, well, it couldn't have, you know, devoured them because they were big giants, Right? But was it because of the maintenance? Was it because, or was it the civil war because everyone wanted to be there? If God gave you a promise to be in the promised land, then God's going to give you the strength to protect it and sustain it. If God gave you a promise to maybe win a soul or, or teach a Bible study or go to Starbucks and put up a sign and say free Bible study or, or maybe make some flyers, then God's going to bless your efforts. Amen. I want to, where's Jesus and, um, there you are, Jesus and Liz. I called John, uh, Jonathan, Pastor Jonathan today, and, uh, and I asked him a couple questions, and then we started talking about Jesus and Liz, and they started a, I got one minute, sorry guys. They started a um, street corner prayer, life group, traffic prayer, drive-through prayer. How many have you had 
uh, baptized in the last couple of weeks. Three. Come on, somebody. Somebody thank the Lord for that. That is what we are talking about. If God, it's as simple as a drive-through prayer. What are the possibilities of, of something happening at a drive-through prayer? Eh. Well, that's because your posture is off. Your mental posture is off. Jesus and Liz, no. Their posture is like, you know what? I'm going to do a drive-through prayer. And it, God may work. He may do. I'm, I'm going to do it. He told me to do it. Amen. I want you to put up the pictures really quick. I'm talking about things. Now you can scroll through them. Um, let me get to this really quick. Brother Bishop. Brother Bishop, if you know Brother Bishop, he's Aaron and Shannon's um, parents. And, um, and so he just shared something on Facebook. And I actually called Aaron uh, today to make sure that the facts were straight. And they have been over at um, Lodi Christian Life Center. He's the pastor of Lodi Christian Life Center. That is not their church. It is now, but that's not the original church. Um, but he has been pastoring there probably, I don't know, anywhere from, I, I would say, the last three to five years, maybe something like that, right? But he posted this the other day on Facebook. And it says this, Sometimes God lays things in your lap that you were not expecting and ask us to do the things that are not traditional, but out of norm. For the last several months, with the blessing of our district leadership and great men of God, notice that, okay? Um, with the blessing, okay? Great men of God who have been influential in my life. We have been in talks with Grace Baptist Church. You see that sign up there? Grace Baptist Church who approached us back in April and asked if we would consider pastoring their work in Woodbridge. Woodbridge is a town right outside of Lodi. It's similar to, to our relationship with Salida. So right next door, all right? As well as Lodi Christian Life. For the last three weeks, the remaining families of GBC have been in service with us at Lodi Christian Life. After much prayer, fasting, counsel, we were voted in this past Wednesday to pastor these precious folks in Woodbridge. Our service, uh, our first service with them will be next Sunday, which would be this Sunday coming up at 1130. We are expecting a mighty move of the Holy Ghost. Now, what are the possibilities? We've, I, I was in a conversation with Aaron this afternoon, and I wanted to make sure that it was legit. Like, you... That, that new building, Grace, they voted him in as the pastor. There is a nursery. There is an in-house kitchen. The building is paid off, and it seats 200 people. It's another preaching point. I'm talking about the possibilities. I'm talking about changing the way that we posture and think about what God can do in you. What God can do in me, what God can do in pastor, in brother Dana. There's many churches that are here that are possibly going through the same thing. They want truth. They want us involved. They want us to show the love of Christ. Full circle, it's for the advancement, the advancement, the advancement of the kingdom. We are not elevated for ourselves. 
We are not elevated for ourselves. It is for the advancement of the kingdom. I have one more story really quick. And then we're done and you guys can play mute music and all of that. But a couple of years ago in the pandemic, and I tried my best to get this story straight. I've talked to a couple of people and I know I got about 99.999% right. All right. I may be off a little bit, but she's here tonight if you have any questions. All right. During the pandemic, we had another drive through prayer. But I think this one was on the corner. Uh, it was in, it was on McHenry. And we did some here. How many remember that? It was hugs. Even though it was the pandemic, we were still giving out hugs and sneaking in the building. Okay? No, I'm joking. No, we weren't. Um, but we were, we were just trying to have church. We were trying to still advance the kingdom. Being obedient, but still trying to advance the kingdom. But there was a, a drive-through prayer about two years ago. All right, and this person came, young adult came two years ago, got prayed for, and they gave her a flyer to Revival Center. All right, so it was, it was before we changed our name to Revival Center. She ends up leaving, goes to West Virginia, I think, babe, right? Comes back, her friend invites her, she comes, and she gets baptized last week. And... And she was there on Thursday night at Hyphen. And she's sitting here in the front row. And that's heaven. Why did I bring that up? We don't know our obedience. That drive-through prayer and that hugs may have just been God impressing on our mind, whether it was Sister Grace or Serena or Sister Barb, I don't know. One of y'all, right? It was one of us because it was Revival Center. If you remember Revival Center, it's Revival Center, all right? So it was one of y'all. And we don't know by our obedience what's coming. We, don't, we, don't, we might not see the fruit right then and there. But who knows? Two years later, she walks into a building and she gets baptized. She gets, she's filled with the Spirit. And she's got two people sitting next to her. And she's trying her best to get involved. That is fruit based off of someone's labor. Come on, we can stand up. I want us to posture our mind, and not just for me, but for yourself, for us, Revival Church. You personally posture our mind to problems and how we face them to people and our relationships and to possibilities and how we view our possibilities. God's not sending you into the promised land just to say that we, it can't be taken. They had to wait 40 years because of someone's lack of faith, because of someone's posturing in their mind. It doesn't matter if you have the minority report it doesn't matter if you've got the smallest voice in the room. You can be like Joshua and Caleb. You could be outnumbered, but stick to what God has told you to do and conquer that ground and go after it. Amen. Somebody receive that. Go after what God has called you to do. Young adults, hyphen, youth, young marrieds, 
Go after what God has called you to do. If he's called you to talk to somebody in the hall, talk to somebody in the hall. God will bless your obedience. You may not see it this week. You may not see it this year. The fruit might come when y'all are going to MJC two years later. But the fruit will come. The fruit will come. Be that tree that's standing by the water that won't be moved, but has bountiful, bountiful fruit feeding someone else. Amen? Why don't we just lift up our hands? And this altar's open. God, I ask you, Lord, help us in our posturing of, a, of our mind, our mentality, in how we think, in how we respond to problems. We go to your word. God, I pray that you would help us with, with people and our relationships and showing the love, God, that you have, you have allowed us to receive, God. You have allowed us to receive your love, God. And so I, I would pray tonight, God, that, that we just exemplify that love to people, God, even tonight. God, and we go get our food, God. We go through a drive-through, God, whatever it is, if it's just a smile, God, we want to elevate the way that we think, God, about people and relationships in your kingdom. God, and I pray that you would help us tonight, God, elevate and posture, God, our mind around the possibilities, God. There are churches, there are people, there are souls. There are souls that want what we have that want the love that we have, God, and they're, they're searching, God. They're, they want a pastor. They want somebody to speak into their life. And so tonight, I pray for the possibilities. Change the way that we think about our possibilities and what you can do through us. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. If you've got time tonight, I know I went a little bit over time, but if you have time tonight, would you allow the spirit of this message, the spirit of this message and God's word and the posturing of, of how we think to get ingrained in our spirit. God, help us tonight. Help us tonight, Jesus. Let us posture our mind towards you. Let us posture our mind, God, towards you in the kingdom. And what really matters, God, we're not, we're not supposed to be elevated just for us. We're not just supposed to be elevated, God, for us, God, but that every other nation, God, that every other people would be blessed. You want to go ahead and sing what you sang in the last song or whatever you guys have planned, but somebody respond tonight. I'm going to dig a little bit. Somebody respond. God, the posture of my mind. God, the posture of my mind, God. Let me elevate the posture of my mind and my thinking. Come on, young people. God, change my posture. I'm going to get in your word. I'm going to listen to what your word says.